Ah, you clicked on the link. <laughs> so welcome to the Ramblings of a Madman podcast. And I am the Rambling Leafer. So we'll be doing the first episode today. I am super excited, a bit nervous, you know, based on what the topic is. But, you know, I felt like I had to start it off the right way or I had to start it off, you know, with something important to me. So the first episode is about the abuse men face. And I'll be jumping into that topic. You know, it's a bit deep. It's a sensitive topic. Might be even called a controversial topic. But I felt it was best, you know, to dive right in with, you know, topics of seriousness. So you can see what this podcast is all about. So yeah, this is under um, one of my four themes. This theme is under my thoughts or unpacking. So, you know, keep track of which theme I'll be uploading in this 28 episode season so yeah first episode abuse man face let's get into this so for the first episode i thought it was really important that i talk about the abuse man face um this is a conversation that i have been technically having I think with people around and also just mentally for a while and I thought that it wouldn't it would be a great reflection of my thoughts and my mind if I start off my podcast with this conversation so like at the same time it also will allow you to decide whether or not you know ah, I'm trying to listen to this guy <laughs> but yes so that's what this conversation is going to be following the abuse that men face before I get to the crux of the matter, you know, the actual point of this conversation, I feel like there's, it's important for me to put disclaimers just so we are like on the same page because I wouldn't want to start off on the wrong foot with a lot of people and because I feel like we might have the same idea or this, we can agree at this and it's not something that should be as controversial of a discussion. But um, I think the title alone might like, you know, poke someone a bit the wrong way. <laughs> so, yeah. First things first, disclaimers. So to dis- for my disclaimer to fit, I have to paint a picture, unfortunately. And But then again, you signed up to hear my, my delicious voice. Yes, I said delicious. I'm continuing the word delicious. So yes. So in, to begin with, we have to talk about the patriarchy. So the patriarchy is like um, a system or collection of rules and a, somewhat a system that is that governs our, our social, political, economic um doing so to say our actions and what is what is to be done and not to be done that slights it that you know puts it in favor of men and oppresses other groups such as women specifically women so that's technically the patriarchy in a very short nutshell and so forth so because of the patriarchy system of governing um us politically socially and um i guess psychologically emotionally all those things all those concepts um you usually have victims in you have victims to this because it's slighted in one way. So the victims off the bat, I put them on a list. This is how I see the victims of the patriarchy. Though I'm not saying this is a fact, I mean we can disagree and agree on it. But I think first of all, the main pressed individual, the main victim of, of patriarchy is women. And I genuinely believe that they suffer the most under this this rule of, you know, govern this rule this governing system. That's the word I'm looking for, this governing system of ours. So women suffer the most. They're oppressed, you know, daily across the globe based on these systems and so forth. Um, they're oppressed economically, socially, politically, sexually. 
it's 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 terrible and like that that base that's a conversation that's going on and continuously you know being had and everything like that so yes women are the main sufferers of the patriarchy the next the next sufferer the next victim high on the list also is the girl child you, you some could say they're even equal i'm okay with either way the girl child also suffers in that way and is oppressed just as equally as the women but usually because she's a child you know the patriarchy is a bit nicer to her <laughs> okay i'm not supposed to be laughing at that but you know it's not as rose and sunshine but you know you can put them on the same level if not women girl child next is the boy child that goes against the norm so these are usually your homosexual your flamboyant your feminine type of guys the guys that kind of steer away from the norm of what the patriarchy preaches and teaches those those guys tend to suffer a lot too because you know they they tend to be outcast they tend to be shunned upon because of them going against the norm generally so of what a man's man is supposed to be what a man is supposed to be and those ideologies so technically they suffer that like you know their, their suffering is the highest no not the highest you know the third highest it's women girl child boy child who goes against the norm and then fourth is the normal boy child he also struggles under the patriarchy's rule and thumb because he has to like somewhat live his life in accordance with those norms and those norms are very detrimental in general and then lastly men men struggle under the patriarchy too because it's technically the same reasons i gave the boy child they have to confirm they have to conform themselves into the norms placed upon them and these are very detrimental norms these are very dangerous norms very harmful norms to you know be put other you know subdue into to be forced into and so forth ah so yeah that is technically how i see it. and therefore because of how i see it and so forth you might be wondering oh if that's how you see it Lifa, then why are we even bothering talking about the abuse that men face if they're at the bottom of your list like it don't even make sense like you ain't making sense to me Lifa. sorry i really wanted to talk like that <laughs> so yeah the reason why it is that is that first of all is that for instance the woman who's on top of the list and the girl child and boy child and so forth all these those conversations have been taking place and have started those conversations not only have been taking place and have started they've been evolving in nature and they've been becoming more pronounced more ideological they have theories attached to them they have plans of action you know they've been going with the times they're evolving their constant debates that we're having and you know because of those discussions because of what's happening it's easier to identify the problems the problem areas so we easily can identify how the patriarchy is harming women how the patriarchy is harming the girl child how the patriarchy is harming the boy child that goes against the norm you know how the patriarchy is harming the boy child but we're not really having conversations on how the patriarchy harms the man. And because of that, we're really struggling to have conversations where we can pinpoint the actual problems and try to address them and solve them. Now, why is it important that we solve them? Because it's holistically, we're trying to dismantle the idea of the patriarchy or even destroy or replace or change it. It's very difficult to do that when you know all elements are not addressed. So we have to address the man aspect, even though they're lower on the victim list, you know, they still suffer under this. They're still a very prominent, mem prominent, prominent, prominent member of society, society, the world, the globe, it's the other gender, you know, and it's 
important that we have them on the agenda because the moment people feel like you've addressed and they feel like they've heard, they actually feel more included. Once they feel more included, they're more inclined and they're more inclined to assist dismantle something that's evidently harming them as much as it's harming women and so forth. not as much but you know that is also harming women we are more closer to therefore dismantling the patriarchy the patriarchy which is technically the thorn the bad guy you know the big villain the big james bond villain in this podcast for me so i feel like the moment we address that the moment we have those conversations the moment that we we are the moment that becomes the moment we're closer to solving this issue, the closer to figuring out what the problem is so we can address it and closer to finding out how to switch the systems of governing our, so so our society, economics, politics, blah, 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 you know, down with the patriarchy. So that's why it's important. That's why the disclaimer is important. It's not a him versus her type of conversation. It's not a comparison. It's not a, you've been take, spending too much time on women. What about man type of conversation? It's more of a conversation of like, hey, we hardly talk about this. I would like to talk about this. You know, it's not in comparison. It's just, I really would like to talk about this. So I, I want, so that disclaimer is to point out that, you know, we're on the same page. Like, you know, I'm not trying to discredit the feminist movement. I'm not trying to harm feminist ideologies. I'm not trying to even, you know, go against the idea that women aren't suffering enough or something like that. You know, I, I believe women do suffer, like genuinely so under the, our oppressive systems. But I think it's also important that we have this conversation in general. So, yeah, so I'm having this conversation. So that's the disclaimer, you know, there it is. We're on the same page. If not, it's probably a good point to like pause or close this the, this this podcast episode, you know, because like if we disagree now, you're probably not gonna enjoy what I have to say. So yeah, man. So what is abuse or what is this conversation? This conversation about it's technically about abuse. So abuse is generally abuse is more complex, I think, than violence. Hence the second different word. So like you have your violence. So you have your physical, your mental, mental or emotional violence and so forth, right? That people can do. But abuse is more like systematically. It's repetitive, generally so. And it's like taking leverage that you have over someone and using it against to their own detriment, using it to the other person's detriment. So that's why abuse is so intense. And so like, you know, more excessive than violence because violence is sporadic, can happen anytime, but abuse is more systematic. You know, it's more, yeah, the word is systematic. Look at that, like the patriarchy, it's more systematic and so forth. That's why it's very dangerous when you have forms of physical abuse or emotional abuse, which also like, you know, I don't know why I, call, I use it interchangeably with verbal abuse, but you know, emotional abuse, verbal abuse. Yeah, those types of abuses. So usually, generally, you know, no one's subject to like, you know, everyone is subject to abuse. Not no, everyone is subject to abuse. Men, women, children, animals, you know, there's all types of abuse that occurs. So the issue why I'm highlighting this is that is that men generally tend to face abuse from both men and women, but it's not treated as equally or as, as important or even on the level that it should be treated generally because it's abuse. You know, it should be treated with some sort of importance, some sort of you know, kindness, some sort of assistance, you know, we're trying to assist that person. But men generally don't face the same type of assistance like everyone else that does get abused, generally speaking. And then why is that so? Why do I feel that men are ignored for the abuse that they have? So it all sits in the idea of why it's treated so badly or why it's ignored in generally. It's because of the idea of what a man is. 
And that's basically the patriarchy, you know, hard at work. But you can see that even those who are facing or against the patriarchy also still have these ideologies of what a man is, you know. And so it's very difficult for us to treat abuse of a man because of the image that we have of a man. So what do I mean by this, Lifa? Please tell us, what do you mean? Well, because you asked oh so nicely and I am here to tell you what I mean is that, for instance, the idea of a man is always like he has to be strong, hard emotions, he has to be the provider, you know, the concept. A man is somewhat the Ayatollah, the top, the leader, you know, that concept, that big thing. So usually, generally, when it comes to strength, you usually associate it with men, even subconsciously. Like, you don't have to, like, you know, agree with me, just follow my train of thought, really. So, like, generally you you add that idea of strength to the idea of a man you add that concept so when you think of the top of the food chain or when you think of power subconsciously you immediately think of a man so that the idea of the man being powerful or the idea of the man being strong the idea of the man being a protector those concepts those ideas make it difficult for us to accept a man as a victim Ooh. That was a dramatic pause. <laughs> so it's very, like, I hope you understand, like, because we seem as, like, for instance, the hero of the story, generally, or vaguely, the hero of the story, it's very difficult for us to see that he needs to be saved too. Do you want that's what I'm trying to run around with that idea, is that it's very difficult to imagine a man being a victim. And that allows for us, for us to easily ignore or treat it as a joke. Because we can't fathom the thought of a man being abused. Like, do we get it? Are we following? You know, that, that concept, that idea makes it very difficult. So, like, as, especially I have this running joke I, when, I, when I do stand-up, right? Is that I would hate to date a younger woman because my chance... I'm not a younger woman. Ooh. I'd hate to date a smaller woman. Because if you've seen me in, in real life or if you've seen me in person, that's the word, in person, you'll realize that generally so, I'm a big individual. I'm really tall and, you know, I'm white too. I'm a sexy chubby fellow and stuff like that. I would hate to date a woman that's half my size. Generally so is because if I date a woman half my size, it becomes very difficult for you, anyone in their right mind to assume that I'm being abused. If I were to tell you that this girl, Half my size, you know, adorable because women tend to be adorable and cute and stuff, is abusing me. Y'all would probably laugh or ignore it and stuff like that. So initially, you would ignore it because how could I, twice the size of this woman, a man, a man's man, with muscles and is so big and so strong and so, what is it, scary in demeanor or, you know, intimidating as well in demeanor, be abused? By someone half my size who happens to be a woman too. And that concept even deals in because you can see how that adds on to our the patriarchy, the patriarchy's idea of a woman who are like, you know, softer individuals who who are easily to accept as victims and all those things and all those concepts. So it's very difficult for us to even have that conversation where a man can be abused by a woman. Because a man, again, strong in stature, big, dangerous, top of the food chain. Women, you know, we expect, we allow, we understand to be soft, emotional creatures and so forth. We don't see those dynamics, those roles change. And that breeds the idea of abuse to occur. 
So like you have like I hope I'm still with you. <laughs> so we have those concepts, we have those ideas, we have those those men those mental aspects, those mental thoughts in the back of our minds. So when we hear those things, what what are the common like you know reactions? We laugh. Like what? You we laugh. We genuinely laugh. We find these things funny. We don't take it as seriously as we should. We ignore it. And you can even see it as like for instance, I believe in the newspaper, I think two years ago, if not last year, there was a man who was claiming he's being abused by his wife and he's reporting a case to the police. The police. And they sent him away, not once, but like a couple of times. And then it reached a point where he committed suicide. So you can see how they ridiculed and laughed at him. And even the comments that they made, they were like, ah, you are a man. Go show her who's the boss. You go, you see that mentality, that ideology still exists, that he is the man. He is strong. He's the Ayatollah. He's the top of the food chain. How can he be abused? And because of that, it allows for abuse to continuously and systematically occur. And you know, that's the worst part that generally happens is that he can't even go out and express that he's being abused, generally so, by a woman or by another individual because you're a man. So that's the emphasis on like, you know, the dynamics of a man and woman, which I think is generally the one I'm most concerned about because it's very difficult for men to seek assistance, seek guidance, seek help, you know, seek justice when they're being abused by women because of that concept, that, that dynamic that's at play. And it becomes harmful because people don't address it, people don't have these conversations, and people continue to suffer. And therefore, it could lead to very dangerous outcomes. You know, they might, such as the suicide that I, I just stated now that the guy committed, or, you know, retaliation of sorts. And the worst part is when the retaliation comes about, you know, it's probably going to be severe or dire and so forth. And we will only see that part of the conversation, you know, oh, this man beat his wife and stuff like that. No, she hit him. Ah, he shouldn't have hit her back, you know. <laughs> He's a man. Why is he hitting women? <laughs> And you can see that dialogue, when that dialogue occurs, you know, it's very slighted to actually address the abuse that occurred. So you put individual, you put men in a very hard box. So like, yo, I don't even think I finished that, that joke I used to make. But yeah, like I said, like, I'm a very big guy in posture, intimidating to some because of my size and stuff like that. If I dated a woman half my size, that's a very small woman to be to be fair, half my size, that's like waste and so forth. If I were being abused by her, no one would assist me because it's it's very difficult to picture such a big guy as a victim to a small lady and so forth. It's very difficult to take serious that this individual is being harmed or being systematically targeted physically by this individual of a small stature. It doesn't make sense for a man to be abused by a woman. You know, that that idea dwells there. And it becomes very difficult for me in that individual, in that situation, to seek assistance because no one's going to take me seriously. And I'm already being harmed, abused. So, you know, already there's that level of it. Then there's a second level of I can't even go out because they're going to make fun of me. They're going to like you ridicule me. They're going to ignore me. I can't seek assistance while I need assistance, you know, while I need it. I need support from my community, my people, my friends. You know, the police, but if the police are even ridiculing men for, you know, going through the proper channels, like, how are we supposed to get through this? You know, and retaliations are, the, are immediately, like, out of, you know, 
the equation. Because I, I bet there's some people here sitting this like, ah, just smack her one time, show her, you're most big, you know. And that, you know, that retaliation already becomes another conflict of interest because that becomes a conversation of abuse on your on your part because that makes sense to us. Ah, this big ass nigga smacked this girl, half his size, how dare he? You know, it becomes very detrimental when it becomes a part because then it fits into a narrative we easily understand. Like, now he could have done something. And that's the, that's the part that kind of, you know, grind my gears. No, he could have done something. He didn't have to hit her. He could have, like, you know, shaken her or stopped her or something like that. I don't know. There's always funny, funny things that men have to do to, like, you know, when they're put in such a situation. And, like, you know, the fact that you can't even go, like, to, you know, to the police or you can't go to proper authority because you be ridiculed for it, it becomes a problem, you know, in these situations, like, you know. So that becomes an issue. And then the idea of men being abused by other men, you know, generally so, it, it doesn't, we don't see men as victims and so forth. It, it's, it seems like, you know, an, 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 a testing of wills. People see it like as like, you know, proper, healthy um, measuring of tools. When I mean tools, I mean that the eggplant, just in case, you know, I've lost some of you. But, you know, so, like, you can't admit that you're being harmed by another individual, another man, and so forth. It's just like, yeah, be a man. Show him, you know, show him that you are a man. This type of conversations occur, you know, where now you have to test your worth. You have to show your worth. You have to show how your level of, you know, he can't abuse you. You're a man, too, type of thing. It becomes, like, you know, a, a, a eggplant measuring competition. Yeah. So... You see how it becomes difficult for, you know, abuse to be addressed in those two situations because of the ideas we saw all around them and stuff like that. And it becomes even worse because usually the tools that are used against men is not generally physical, especially when you come to women and other men, but mostly women and so forth. It's usually verbal abuse. And that's just generally what occurs is that, and I think, first of all, it's it's very difficult for a lot of people to accept verbal abuse even exists. Like, people are always like, yeah, just shrug it off, you know, words can never hurt you. But words are very detrimental to the psyche. You know, these type of verbal or emotional abuse, not just limited to verbal, but emotional abuse, which is generally not seen as a type of an abuse or not accepted as like a form of harm and stuff like that. Because people are always like, shrug your shoulders, get over it, it's just words, you know, it's just moments and stuff like that. You know, those type of abuses are actually more detrimental more dangerous to an individual and that becomes an issue because they're more detrimental to an individual because they're more harmful and stuff like that and they tend to stay with you and scar you and shape and form your your other relationships and how you interact with other people within society i would say it's more detrimental as much or as detrimental as verbal abuse i don't want to make this like a you know uh a competition of which abuse is worse but yeah so when you have those things when men are abused verbally, emotionally, a we don't we don't respect it because first of all we don't respect the idea that you can be abused emotionally or verbally, you know. So it becomes very difficult to seek assistance there. Then you play with the card that I just told you now, where it's like, also you are a man, man. How can you let that woman's words hurt you? How dare you be offended or harmed by the th thought that she brought up your past or that you know that she she called you fat or something <laughs> or she systematically calls you those things see even i'm laughing man i can't even take this seriously but you the, the, you see that's what i'm saying like those concepts are very difficult to hear like did you just 
tell me your girlfriend like calls you fat i don't understand why we're having this conversation why this is rude why you upset and then like exactly like how can you not because like you know ah you know when roles are reversed and stuff like that sorry about my outbox but when roles are reversed and stuff like that when men like say harmful things we're like that is harmful you can't say that you know you can't say that to an individual you can't say that to a woman and stuff like that because we we accept that they are softer and they have emotions and stuff like that which isn't like you know to say anything about being soft or vulnerable or having emotions you know we always think it is a bad thing but like men have emotions men are vulnerable men struggle with self-esteem too so you know when they are being systematically abused every second day you're being called fat or you know something more abusive you want to succumb you want succumb to you won't become anything you're not a provider you're not a man you you know those things are you you know those harmful those harmful phases that that people use to chip at people's self-esteem those things occur and it can occur to a man men's they're not different they suffer they have emotions too so having these conversations genuinely you know is difficult because now you're a man's man ayatola top of the food chain you know you know superman things you know blue blue outfit underwear over pants cape and everything and that guy has to tell you that you know my girl hurt my feelings when she said that you know uh, I'm, i'm 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 overweight and like you know i look like a, a walrus or something you know it's difficult for that guy to go to his friends to go to you know seek assistance because he doesn't feel like he should be having those conversations because he was raised so in the way that society sees us is that he he's supposed to have hard emotions you know hard as nails how dare you be upset over that you know and because of that he even he thinks he can't have those conversations and so he keeps it to himself even though it's chipping 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 away at his soul you know and that becomes very detrimental because because of the nature it becomes even difficult for men to even talk about it because there's that element of shame because he's like you know he's not fulfilling the identity he was given you know because as a man you're supposed to be you know strong a leader a provider the top of the food chain all those lovely lovely phrases you know you know all those hercule things imagine zeus with a lightning bolt in his right arm that is what a man's supposed to be you know and when a man doesn't feel like he's reached that identity or that meaning that he has to be a man but he's failing at it you know he's, he's that's how they slip into depression that's how they slip into ideas of suicide and you can even see that in um our now increasingly in our increase is it increasingly high i think the phrase increasingly high suicide rate it generally becomes an issue there because for instance i believe the the psychologist who was questioned on it even said that the problem or the reason why there's a high percentage of men killing themselves is because of unemployment because men usually attach to the identity that they have to provide that they have to you know contribute they have to give in and because they can't find work because they can't provide they immediately lose meaning and worth to themselves as as an individual as a man and when that occurs you know that's when they slip into depression that's when they slip into suicide and we don't have enough areas or open spaces for men to 
like you know converse about these concepts to, come, to talk about these ideas and that becomes an issue and that becomes oh, that becomes genuinely detrimental to be honest with you because because of that it's because it's, it's all rooted around the idea of i have to be a man you know it becomes very difficult for 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 assistance to be sought out because it's very rooted in the idea of shame and shame becomes very difficult for anyone to seek out because not only are you afraid of how the other individuals say it you're afraid that you even have to say it because you feel like this isn't something that's supposed to happen so you can't talk to your friends like especially you can't talk to your male friends you can't tell your male friends you don't feel man enough you know that's a difficult conversation to have that's a difficult idea to have because you always attach this idea of meaning towards it like you know um like i want to give you like a personal example but i even even told my friend about it so like he's going to hear it for the first time in this for instance like you know there are levels to it i have two close male friends right and like we're like you know we're all of the same age and for a good second you know i didn't feel like i was man enough because like my friend you know he got his degree he got a job you know he has his license he's getting paid you know he's talking about saving up to buy a car and all those things and i'm like this is my first year working and i think it's like his third and like i think for like you know the first two years i really felt like damn i'm not man enough you know this guy is like doing you know he's going through the proper channels you know even as like a proper beard happening <laughs> And stuff like that. So, like, there's a lot of shame in that, you know. Like, you know, I like, I don't know where I'm going. I studied psychology. My country doesn't respect that type of qualification. Will I even find a job? I'm the firstborn, and if I don't find a job, you know, what's gonna happen? And like, you know, can I find? Like, am I gonna be able to provide? Am I gonna be kicked out and stuff like that? Because, you know, as a man, I have to be able to provide. I have to be able to stand on my own two feet. I have to be independent and all those concepts and all those ideas. So, you know, it becomes difficult. And then, like, my go-to person is doing so well in those regards and those areas that I feel I'm failing at that I'm even ashamed to talk to the guy about it. You know, I'm just like, yo, how do I tell this guy that, you know, that just is doing the things, man? How do I even express that, you know, there's that level of, man, I don't think I'm man enough. Like, yeah, I'm not man like you or, you know, something like that. It might be even a little bit of envy. Like, man, I wish I was in a position like you, man. Like, am I, is it my fault? I'm, I suck at life and what, what, what. And then you have those those very difficult conversations with yourself. And you can't even seek assistance to, with your male friends because of that shame that's there. Worse off with your partner because sometimes they just genuinely don't understand holistically how this is a deep thing you know, especially like uh, like in heterosexual relationships. So like they don't, there's usually that divide where they don't get it. And like I always say like it's 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 something deeper that, than we are willing to accept as a man and woman relationship. For instance, what I was saying is that, and also what this lady from, um, sister, is it Sister Namibia was saying, was that we all have this genuine idea. For instance, an example. We have this genuine idea that, we would want a man to be able to cry in front of us. But we always picture a man crying like, you know, that Denzel, that Denzel tear, that one tear that slides down the cheek and everything. And, you know, he's like, he's like, he's, he pulls away and he quiet, cries quietly and stuff like that. You know, we all have like, yeah, and the woman will go like, yeah, man, I want my man, my man to be able to cry. But generally so. I don't think women do believe that in sense because if a man were to cry like proper sob, you know, <laughs> that ugly cry and the snot and the mouth and everything. I don't think a lot of the women who say that they are 
they're like they're willing to like you know have them interact them are ready for that like what would what they wouldn't know what to do in such a situation they feel like it's a very difficult conversation like you know situation to be in even though moments before it's like yeah he can cry and so forth in front of me it becomes very overwhelming because it's something you don't expect of a man it's a very subconscious thing genuinely so so like i'm not like you know hating on women that no you say one thing and you don't i'm just saying something overwhelming and something you wouldn't understand because of the subconscious, like, you know, difference of how we were raised that it will throw you off when you see, like, this a massive amount of tears, this massive amount of harm and stuff like that. that. I mean, massive amount of tears and, you know, this uncharacteristically, like, you know, man, like, this is something that's uncharacteristically man. Man? I think there's something wrong with that sentence, but... Ah! We move on and so forth. So you see, it's very difficult in those situations, especially to your partner. And specifically because of the dynamics, because generally so, men are also raised to be like providers, stuff like that, you know, to be the hard as nails, you know, school under pressure, defender, protector type of person in a relationship. So it's very difficult for men who are raised in such a way, which is everyone, to then become vulnerable with their partners, like to tell them that they are hurting, to tell them that something they said when they were commenting about their thighs and stuff like that, it really hurt their feelings. And, you know, to be expressive, to be vulnerable in those concepts and ideologies. It becomes very difficult because you have this idea of that you're not man enough for your partner now. And that becomes another issue. Like, you know, will she still check me if I tell her these things? Like, you know. And to be fair, like, it's generally there. Because, like, even in, like, the elements of what women aspire in a relationship, they want a man that's, you know, strong and protecting and stuff like that. So even some women are generally thrown off by, you know, a man that speaks about his emotions and stuff like that. And it's usually generally there. They say it in, they say that they want it, but they don't, which is actually another episode that I'm going to have. <laughs> so, you know, future conversations. But yeah, like where they, like, they think they want a man that's in touch with their emotions until they meet one and they're like, what is going on? Like, stop talking about your feelings. That is not what I imagine. That is not what a man is. That's not the man I imagine myself with because she has that idea of what a man is. So it's very difficult for a man to fit out of those things. She wants a man's man. She doesn't want a guy that talks about his feelings and wants to communicate and all those things. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. Like if, if you feel like that's not you, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about your friend. That one, that one, the one you thought about now, that one, yes. That's the friend I'm talking about. That female who says she wants a guy that's in touch, but she just wants a manly man. She wants an aesthetically pleasing six-pack, full beard, you know, can't read type of man. <laughs> but yeah. And then you can't talk to your parents about it because generally so they hold you to a different degree in this regard. Your moms tend to be too over-nurturing. Your dad's like, um, you generally probably disattached. Your dads are like, nah be a man because that's probably even where you got that absurd idea of being a man and stuff like that so because of all those concepts you have that social punishment that backlash for being abused as a man you can't tell people you get beat up by women you can't say you were hurt by words you can't say you're emotionally abused you can't not be a man you have to be a man. You have to be a provider. And that becomes very complacent in how men are so, you know, limited that they, 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 they tend to implode. Like, they might adopt different defense mechanisms, more violent defense mechanisms. You know, they might turn to substance abuse. They might 
go into depression they might commit suicide you know because they don't have spaces and that's sad it's generally sad that they don't have space to like address the fact that they're human and that they're being abused or that they're human and they feel like they're failing in life or that they're human and they're allowed to be weak you know and that's the problem and so all that abuse like it like i said it builds it builds into the cycle because abuse creates more abuse you see this is normal you take it home and you abuse someone else and stuff like that because it's normal abuse turns into depression anger issues substance abuse suicide and i think especially with our suicide rates so high and the fact that a lot of young individuals especially men are abusing substances like alcohol and stuff like that they are these elements that are there because there aren't enough safe spaces to talk about that you know generally so i mean like, i think we at least know two or three guys when they drink too much they start saying some dark shit about what's happening in their life and how they feel and being emotionally and stuff like that it's genuinely always messy but you know you can see they're carrying so much in on their heart and on their chest and they don't say anything it becomes a problem you know so and, and also when we allow for this to continue it actually strengthens the ideal of a man it strengthens that toxic idea of a man's man what a man's supposed to do what a man is limited to how a man should be and stuff like that because we never try to address it we never try to talk about it we never try to fix it we don't understand the nuance or small elements of it that it becomes problematic and it remains now we still want to be a man's man because that's how i was raised no one said anything about it i think i'm a fairly functioning human being that's how i'm gonna raise my son and that's how my son's gonna raise his son because we don't have those safe spaces to go like hey man i hear you i'm sorry that happened to you how can i help we should open a case and stuff like that and it's not just like in our social conduct you can see it also in just in our structural thing our structural our structural um systems for a good long time, I don't know if it's still like that, but I know for a good long time, um, for instance, abuse centers were only for women and children. So as a man being abused, you had nowhere to run to, technically speaking. You would have to endure the abuse where you were because like, they were, the center wouldn't allow you because it's for women and children only. There was no center for men. There was no space, safe space for men to escape their partners and maybe be abusing them and so forth, or their parents were abusing them or something like that. You know, there was no space, and I don't know if it's changed, but I still, I I wouldn't be surprised if there's still no space for that. For that, there isn't like centers or venues or area or spaces for men that are going through things to like you know address, like you know to feel safe, to be secured, like hey, and stuff like that. You know like i mentioned before it's very difficult for a man to go to the police and admit that he's being abused because they ridicule him they'll laugh at him in katima that time that story you know they sent him back like he went to he went opened the case willing to face ridicule they sent him back he came went again they sent him back he went again they sent him back and you know the police weren't willing to help him he killed himself and you can see the structure doesn't allow for that and like i think recently was it two years ago if not last year um you know there was this um idea that you know hiv is like it's not an idea but it's there hiv is really high so there's free testing that was going to happen on campus and so forth because of the free testing that's happening on campus uh hold on
like another example like i think a year or two years ago there was um this testing thing that was happening where like you know because hiv is really high within southern south southern africa or just africa in general and so forth so they wanted to offer free testing and so the testing was for women and women in relation women and men in relationships and i was like that's a bit detrimental that's a bit like you know dodgy because like why can't men you know have testing or get free testing because like as an individual alone if you want to get tested you couldn't you would have to go with a partner or you'd have to go to another center far away off campus or something like that so it became a bit it became a bit dodgy and became a bit problematic because technically men are also the major issue in these conversations because men send their women to get tested and then if she's like you know negative then he's like yeah i'm negative too shut and stuff like that and that becomes problematic and you can see like like i said structurally like it didn't cater for men because they're not seen as like you know a vulnerable group or seen as a group that, that needs to be defended or protected and i think that's a problem you know so it's not only structural and you know just abuse but like you know lastly the social ex expectations man you know it's just gruesome i think I, I i heard it as a joke man but like you know tremendously so it's such it's a joke that genuinely screams so much truth that it's kind of not funny anymore it's because i think chris fox said it it's like um women and children can be loved regardless just because and stuff like that but as a man you have to do something to be loved and that's generally true <laughs> like you can't just exist you can't be was it even it was even children i think it was women and puppies <laughs> but you can't as a man you have to provide you have to bring you have to do something you can't be respected you can't be loved if you don't and that's very dangerous because you're only worthy if you have something of worth like you know something external outside you to contribute and that is your it's such a heavy thing to tell the boy child to tell men and stuff like that and you can see just also in such social settings it's the uncle that doesn't have a job that gets ignored that doesn't get invited into things that doesn't have a, that isn't allowed to speak you know or to contribute thoughts and ideas it becomes problematic man and usually you know it's very upsetting that your importance your value your respect is tied to things externally it's not even tied to your characteristics but it's tied to your job the amount of money you have the cars you drive and all those are those concepts as a man and it's so sad that you can't exist you can't be you have to provide something you can't no one's going to like you for who you are as a person as a man or no one's going to love you for that no one's going to respect you for that you have to contribute something and that becomes very detrimental to the idea of meaning and identity because if that's what it is to be a man the moment you fall short of that you're not a man anymore and then what are you what's your identity and that 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 tends to like harm individuals because they've just lost an identity they've lost that and that allows for abuse to continue because they don't attach worth to themselves i'm not worth it and that becomes very detrimental for humans on specifically for men to have or women just humans in general man like no one's supposed to feel like that because that harms their identity that harms who they are as an individual so yeah man so what's the point of this lengthy podcast man i'm trying to address the point that 
if we don't address this, if we don't talk about this, if we don't have spaces where these converse conversations could be have and we like create spaces of safety and like openness, we never do address the patriarchy in all levels. And that becomes problematic because to be honest, I don't think we can defeat the patriarchy if we just focused on women solely. We have to at some point focus on men and get men's buy-in into solving this. And by getting men's buy-in is for them to finally be able to sit down and discuss you know, talk about these harms that they're facing. Talk about this abuse that we're having. And not just leave it a conversation, but adjust our structures, you know. Therefore, you know, police officers don't laugh. Adjust our societies. That when a man does say he's getting beaten by his woman, it doesn't become something that's funny or a joke. It's something that we take seriously, just as seriously as we take when a woman's being abused. And if we don't take women being abused that seriously, we should also start taking that seriously. It's not a competition. So yeah, you know, you know, we should address abuse as abuse and we should try and solve it, try and fix it and protect the victims of abuse. So when it, it's important that we do this because not only that is we have one linear conversation about abuse that we're addressing abuse on all levels, regardless of who is the abuse Z, who is being abused. I'm going to go with abused. So once we address that, you know, verbal, vi verbal, emotional, physical abuse is bad regardless of who the victim is you know we we have a stronger stance on this not that we're accepting of violence here but it's wrong there and stuff like that when we like point out that no violence across the board is wrong emotional abuse across the board is wrong and all those concepts and so forth it becomes a more stronger stance to have and people can buy into that instead of thinking yeah no you know, the moment you start talking about abuse and then people can run to the idea of like, yeah, but men get abused too and no one says anything. The moment we go like, actually, no, we've been addressing men being abused, you know. You take away that idea that, you know, abuse is just a, you know, a, a card, a playing card to throw around and stuff like that. That we do as a society take abuse seriously. And in the end, that changes the status quo. And you know, I'm all about changing status quo. Ha! But yeah, no, man, we got to change how we, we got to do better. And I really thought that this conversation was worth having. So yeah, man, <sighs> got to change the status quo, got to address the patriarchy. You know what? I am the Rambling Ifa. Thank you for listening. I truly hope that you enjoyed that episode. I hope it gave you some sort of insight, something to think on, chew on, and something to talk about within your circles. If you would like to continue this conversation with me, or if you'd like to engage me, or tell me any comments or so forth, you could always leave a message on the Anchor FM, if you're listening on that, or you could engage me on Twitter, at the Rambling Leafer is my handle, and yeah, I hope to hear from you. And also, if you do have ideas, of what you'd like me to speak on i could add to the list of you know requested themes and so forth if you think there's something you'd like to hear my opinion on so yes i do hope you enjoyed yourself and enjoyed the listen these were the ramblings of a madman